Good morning. Turning your Bibles to James chapter 5, please. <coughs> we'll be looking at the second half. Last week we did the first portion, which is 1 through 6. And today we'll do 7 through 20 of chapter 5 of James. Let's have a word of prayer, please. Thank you, Father, for your word that you've provided for us. We pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would speak into the heart of your people. We love you. We love your son, Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Speak through my lips, Father, your word, and may it be effective and retained by your people today. Thank you for loving us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> From long ago, <laughs> the older I get, the more I can say that. Long ago, <laughs> I'm a visual learner. Um, audible, eh. visual, yes. <coughs> so when I read this, little bit before I get going. Um, visualize. One day, one day up the road in the future, the trumpet will sound for his coming. One day the skies with his glories will shine. Wonderful day, my beloved one, bringing my Savior, Jesus, is mine. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. He's coming, oh glorious day. I can see that one coming. You know, I'm visualizing. Okay, starting in James chapter 5, verse 7. And this I'm reading from the New King James. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rains. You also be patient and establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of the suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. But above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or earth or with any other oath but let your yes be yes and your no be no, lest you fall into judgment. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. 
Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half months, three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save a soul from death and cover multitude of sins. Just a little bit of rehash from last week. The epistle of James, the just, half-brother of Jesus, was written in 40 A.D. The epistle focuses on faith and faith's resulting works. Because of faith, something's going to show. <coughs> James was murdered in 62 A.D. Last week we studied these people of the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, <coughs> if, you, if you start out with the first couple verses of James chapter 1, you'll see he's speaking to a multitude. He's speaking to the Hebrew people. <coughs> uh, these people lived, this particular people that he's talking about in chapter 5, 1 through 6, this particular type of people that he's talking to lived a life of wealth, leisure and pleasure at the expense of the poor. There is a very real warning expressed during the first portion of James, chapter 5, verse 1 through 6, toward this people, a certain group of people. They're proud, they're landowners who are self-indulgent, they're materialistic, and who defraud the innocent and the poor. As I said last week, these people are the evil-hearted Ebenezer Scrooge type. Remember the parable of the tares. Yeah, the field was planted, and the evil person went out and threw some tares, weeds, out there. And the workers went to the owner and said, hey, you want us to go out there and pluck them out? And he said, no, they're going to live with you. Uh, Craig's prayer this morning talked about the good and evil here on earth and that we have to be patient. Could have stopped right there. That's, that's, the, that's the end of the chapter right there. Craig got it. Boom. So <coughs> remember the parable of the terrors. The righteous and the unrighteous both dwell on the earth at the same time. James chapter 5, verse 7 says, Therefore be patient. The therefore has to do with the first part of the chapter, 1 through 6, James is referring to that group of people who are focused on riches rather than God's kingdom, living life purely for pleasure, very quick to throw stones at the expense of the humble and the poor who do not fight back. So as you're looking at those verses, here we go. Verse 7, James is talking 
to the followers of Jesus Christ now. He's talking to the brethren. That first part, if you notice, there isn't any mention of the brethren. He's, he's kind of throwing it out there, um, maybe, f- maybe focusing on one person and hoping that the rest of the people are listening. If I were talking specifically to Dave and talking to Dave, David, um, and everybody else is listening at the same time, that, that's the intent, I'm sure. James is talking to the followers of Jesus now, calling out and giving them the title of the brethren. He advises them to slow it down and be patient, which is, was in the prayer of Craig this morning. Why? Why? Because... Jesus will return. It's not a if, it's a will. It's going to happen, just a matter of time. The suffering on earth is but for a season. It's not all easy here. You know, the journey of life that God gives us from A to Z. We just have to uh, take one step at a time. Some illness, some good days, some bad days, and And James is saying, be patient. Why? Because Jesus will return. The suffering on earth is but for a season. Examples given of those who farm, who must wait for good weather to come, for soil preparation and planting, and crops to grow during their season. Uh, For those who have been, who are, or those who are farmers, or plant big gardens, I mean, y- you kind of know, but the bigger farmers, they, they've got a, uh, wow, what a task of waiting, you know. They're examples for us of those who really wait. Verse 8, <coughs> second time James instructs to be patient. So he's, he's got two, two times just within a couple verses here, he's telling us to be patient. Must be a reason why he was focusing on to be patient. Must have been that that first part, those that group of people one through six, were really, really aggravating and frustrating the believers. I, I, I know that you guys as believers never get frustrated or annoyed at people. Never. <coughs> Calm your hearts. Calm your hearts stress and anxiety down. And here we go again. Why? Because the return of Jesus is very close. It's going to happen. Verse 9, stop backstabbing. Wow. You never do that, right? Never, never gossip. And never criticize. Yeah, maybe just a little. You know, I see no hands going up. I am. I, I do that stuff now and then, but shame on me. I shouldn't. We shouldn't. Judgment. Why? Because judgments await those stone throwers. You know, if you're going to throw stones, eventually somebody's going to pick up the bigger one and throw it back at you. Get ready because the real judge is about to return. That'll be our Lord and Savior, the Messiah, Jesus. He's going to come back. <coughs> Verse 10, James is speaking to us as followers of Jesus. He says, remember, there are lots of examples who walked this earth before us. We're not the first ones on earth. 
There's lots of examples who have come before us <coughs> who loved and believed God's Son will come. They were persecuted. They suffered for their belief. And they had to wait for Jesus also, just like us. They had to have patience, just like us. We're there too, following along right behind them. Children, look. Now, children, I say, as believers in Christ, the children of God, look with awe at men who did not give up. I'm impressed. I mean, I'm in awe at some of those um, of the Old Testament, some of the New Testament, you know, the guys who fought right up to the point where they were hung upside down or decapitated or speared through with, you know, a javelin. Um, they're, they're out there. Ones like Job, uh, read that one. Uh, if you want to go, wow, what he went through. He did not find fault toward God for what he went through, but continued to glorify God. God's love and his presence were demonstrated at the end of the book of Job. And I mentioned last week, if you want to know where we're going, read the last couple chapters of Revelation and you got it, right? You got it. You know the end of the book because we're going to get there. Just a matter of time. <coughs> Verse 12, talking to followers of Jesus. That's what we do. We talk to people about Jesus, <coughs> sometimes brethren. And he's saying to keep your oath on this earth limited to yes and no. Now, a lot of us would emphasize lots of stuff. Uh, don't make any superficial, I swear some heavenly name, or I swear some earthly name, uh, having been a bailiff in the courts. Unbelievable. I swear, Your Honor, I swear by my great Nellie's, you know, whatever, <coughs> great grandma's grave, why she'd roll over in the grave if I didn't tell the truth. No. If you want to say something, say yes, that is correct. No, that did not happen. Yes or no? Um, James has taken us there, not me. Hand on the Bible. I swear. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Verse 13, here's a submissive heart focused on God's healing Pray and seek God's hand of mercy. Sing and praise the Savior when gladness is in our soul. James is placing our focus on heavenly rewards from above rather than on greed and wealth of possessions obtained from here on earth, which was the first six verses of chapter 5 that we all already went through. Verse 14 sick and I don't mean ill I'm talking about unregenerate or now actually physically sick either one of those um, I, I don't know definitely without 
you know, just absolute that this one meant only the unregenerate or that it meant only the regenerate and physically sick. However, we need to seek God's grace and mercy with a humble and submissive heart. There's, there's no doubt on that point. Seek God's will with a humble and a submissive heart. Separation and submissiveness. Because of God's blessings, verse 15, because of God's blessings of grace and mercy after seeking God in prayer, because of our faith that God has given to us, and there's, there's a, a quick inserted verse right there in James chapter 1, verse 6. But let him who asks, ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea. Ruth? The sea. <laughs> He's a Navy man back there. Driven and tossed by the wind, God forgives and saves the unregenerate, and he heals the physically sick. God does it. God saves the un, unborn-again people, and he saves us who are sick or have been sick physically. Verse 16 explains, talks about the stumbling hurdles of life and suggests that you talk about them with your brothers, with your brothers and sisters in Christ, and pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Because we all have difficulties, we all share the same pathway. <coughs> that God will give them deliverance from sin and physical illness. God's word in verse 16, there's, there's a there's a big highlighted one. Take a yellow or a red underline or yellow highlighter. God's word right here tells us that our prayer to God really does make a matter, make a difference. It matters. That's, I mean, if ever you want to hang on to a verse, hang on to that one right there. Uh, you think it doesn't matter? You think, eh, I'm not going to pray. I haven't prayed in... Oh, I can't remember. You should have prayer on your heart, on your lips all the time, all the time. Uh, praying for your day, praying for the other people's day, praying for your brothers and sisters who are ill or, or uh, having a hard day. Keep on praying. An example of answered prayer in the Old Testament, verse 17, is the prophet Elijah. Wow, there's some really, really uh, visual pictures that I have painted on Elijah. Un unbelievable. <coughs> Elijah battled evil and corruption. He warred with people who worshipped other gods. He stood up to them and pretty much all the time, which I'm glad, you know, it, there's a usually he stood up to everybody except for Jezebel, who ran, right? He ran, ended up in a cave, hiding, and the angel talked to him, but um, what he did prior to that was he killed 400 prophets of Baal with sword. That's visual. Wow. That's a war right there, a one-man war. And he resisted King Ahab and his evil wife Jezebel. Verse 18, 
And then he prayed. He was in prayer. He said, I'm sure I'm going to do something that is going to make them stand up and notice. So God, through Elijah, stopped the rain. He prayed that it wouldn't rain. And it didn't rain. It stopped for three and a half years. God heard Elijah's prayer. And eventually down the road, when Elijah asked for prayer, asked for rain again in prayer, God heard his prayer again, and the rain came. Not because of Elijah, but because of God. It, it worked. Verse 19, James is specifically speaking to the followers of Christ Jesus. Brethren. You know, he emphasizes it again. He's speaking to us. Speak the truth. When? To everyone. That means the regenerate and unregenerate. Your brothers and sisters in Christ and to those who are not believers. Don't wimp out. Don't say, well, I'm embarrassed. You know, Don't do it. You preach Christ. Preach the truth. Um, we have... We know what the truth is. We know what the gospel is. We know the gospel is the good news. The good news is the truth. <coughs> and when you preach the good news, it, the purpose in verse 19 is to turn them from death. Turn them around. <coughs> verse 20, remember the truth is what turns a sinner from hell eternal. The truth is the good news. The truth is that Jesus saves. The good news of Jesus saves. The blood of Calvary covers our wretched sin. If it were not for Jesus, we would all, brethren, be doomed. Now that's visual. That's not a good thing to visualize. <coughs> In the book of John, Gospel of John, chapter 14, um, <coughs> which, which is a little portion that it seems like it was always, I mean, I worked at the funeral home for uh, nine years, and it seemed like every, every pastor, not everyone, but just a lot of them, would always go here. There's a good reason, because they're, they're proclaiming the truth. They're talking the truth. John, chapter 14, that was just just prior to the betrayal of Jesus. Well, they were still in the upper room, and th this is the way that I mentioned a min minute ago. If I was speaking to David, you're all hearing me, you know, even though I was speaking to David. Here, Jesus is speaking to Simon Peter. Eye contact, at least. Everybody else is hearing. And he says, Let not your hearts be troubled, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions or rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, for us. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And, you know, that, that created a question. Whoa, wait a minute here. 
you're talking to me, but I haven't got a clue where you're going. Thomas said it. Lord, we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way? Perfect opportunity, right? We all know what Jesus said. Here's the truth. Here's the gospel. Jesus said, I am the way. You know, if, if, if I was a pulpit-pounding preacher up here, I'd be pounding right now. Jesus said, I am the way. You know, get it, get it into the effectiveness of our soul and the truth. Here it is. I'm not only the way, but I am the truth and the life. If you want to have the way, the truth, and the life, it's all through Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Jesus said to him, there it is, no one comes to the Father except through me. Very exclusive way. There's no other way. Not going to climb up a ladder. Not going to. You're not going to find Jacob's ladder. Try to climb it. Not going to happen. You're not going to pay your way into heaven. It's not going to. You're not going to pay somebody else to say prayers for you. Doesn't matter. It's very exclusive. It's Jesus is the power of God unto salvation. Jesus. 